Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste and Salam Malaikum. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for tuning into another broadcast of the Beyond a Top Secret Texan Broadcasts. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast of the most Gulf Coast of Texas. It is my pride and privilege to be doing so. So thank each and every one of you out there, listeners new and old alike. This is your first episode, this is your 500th episode, thank you all very much for your continued support and your attention, I know your time is precious, so let's jump into it, nukes in Texas, that's right, nukes in Texas, it's a lot to unpack here, it's a lot to explore, but we're going to do our best to summarize it, contain it, as well as to contextualize it. From a world of pure facts to one of prediction, using that data to critically think, analyze, and to put our mind's eye directly into the heart of the matter, that is, Texas's grooming as the centerpiece for a terror attack that will cause crusade of American fascism directly from the heartland of Christian Zionism complete with a full military invasion of the Middle East Possibly an attack even on other Muslim nations, as well as the population of Muslims, Americans, and a false flag operation that is both identical in mission to 9-11 the September 11th um, World Trade Center attacks, I use attacks in quotes, the Pentagon bombing as well, Pentagon strike, missile strike. No planes in 9-11, by the way, look that up. No planes in 9-11. And uh, read uh, Where Did the Towers Go by Dr. Judy Wood. That's what I'll say about that. And I won't say that the people who think Mossad was involved are wrong. I believe it was... All a part of the grand conspiracy. This illusion, this theater, rich man's trick. Everything is a rich man's trick. It's what a magic trick is about. It's about distraction and deception. They can get you looking the wrong way, especially... With the right clues. You'll never know what the real trick is. Or what the hand you don't see is actually ever doing. Because you think you see what they don't want you to see. And remember these people are extremely patient. And operate on a scheduling, a calendric system. 
that is not the one that we possess in our world. They operate on a Masonic calendar. See them, it's the year 5,600 and blah, blah, blah. They work on a different zodiacal system besides the ones that we know about are allowed to practice in our horoscope or astrology. They run on a different calendric system entirely with different months, different holidays, different days of those months. That would be almost indistinguishable. I mean, sorry, that would be almost un interpretable. Sorry, that's the word. Uninterpretable. By those without knowledge on how to decipher them or to give those meaning. This is true just around the board. This is just true about not only America, but how all societies are run. So, we will be talking about incidences that happened in 2011. I have talked about these incidences before. The Alex Jones Associated uh, Civil War 2.0 project, the Blackjack, that was going to happen in 2011, where a nuclear weapon, a nuclear weapon of mass destruction, was going to be detonated according to sources, at the Super Bowl. And this was going to um, preempt and motivate an Obama-era war on Islam, Islamic radicalism and terrorism, personified by uh, Pakistan at the time. But that would just be an excuse to forever cement... Uh, American troops and special forces operations uh, into um, the Middle East and specifically Asia proper, the subcontinent, not just the Middle East, not just the Near East, not the Mediterranean, not North Africa, but the actual Asian continent itself for eventual backdoor operations into China, uh, etc. Now... I absolutely believe this is the case. I believe it didn't happen, not because it was a invalid plan, but because they were exposed. They were exposed and captured, or caught, not captured, but caught in the act of setting this up with a uh, book that was published called The Nuclear Bible, Operation Blackjack. Now, This book has been scrubbed. It was presented free as a free-to-download e-book on a website. This book is no longer available on the web. I have tried to find actual copies of it. I can't. It's not available on any library or anything. I found some archived sites, some Wayback Machine sites, so I'll be reading off the central points that he wanted to talk about. The author did. And the author himself sought asylum in Switzerland stating that his life was in danger since thwarting the American government's 
false flag operations and plots to uh, nuke American citizens at a sporting event, blaming it on Islamic radicals that were sponsored from Pakistan. Uh, information that they would obtain from the Mossad, Israel, who would basically verify it, and using the uh, relationship between the United States and Mossad in terms of military intelligence, etc., they would uh, green light full-on military operations, uh, you know, with the support of Israeli intelligence and special forces, etc. This was going to be in 2011, before the ISIS operation was actually inducted to uh, see that, you know, ISIS was funded, created completely by military uh, assets, intelligence assets from the United States of America, England, the UK, rather, the EU, uh, NATO, and uh, Israel, most importantly, Israel. And there are videos of ISIS commanders being captured during the wars, the ISIS wars that lasted from 2011 to 2000, um, you know, 2019, 2020, that are still going on uh, in many places of Syria, etc. They're still almost at a stalemate now, but ISIS is, com- is, is absolutely decimated, de- annihilated uh, due to the combined efforts of uh, Russian... Um, Assets, Wagner, PMCs, for example, the Syrians themselves, Syrian army, as well as like the Lebanese, Hezbollah, Iran, basically, and Hamas destroyed uh, the green, the green bandana uh, legions of Iran, destroyed fucking uh, ISIS down to a man, basically, as well as most of the uh, moderate extremists besides in the most inhospitable lands of Syria, which are the farthest north of ISIS territory. For example, look at Iraq and their operations against Mosul, which was uh, arguably one of the most intense city fighting uh, experiences in the 21st century. You know, right up there with Fallujah, right up there with um, Bakhmut in the Ukrainian-Russian conflict or anything in the Syrian conflict. So, you know, absolutely fucking brutal. Um, but that was because that was sponsored by the West because this official false flag that would have gotten the real U.S. military, you know, involved in the Middle East. Not only that, but have been obviously swelled its enlistment as citizens rushed to join, you know, in this patriotic crusade against the, the Islamic radicals who are nuking America that are actually attacking us with atomic weapons and shit. Um, and this was in 2011, mind you. Not everything... Not all the puzzle pieces that they were playing with at the time of the Obama administration were as, you know, as perfect as they are now. Uh, and that's not even saying it as an exaggeration. They are much more primed for uh, eventual co-option into... Um, false flag scenarios and desperation of these actors to create the scenarios, these false flags, these terror attacks on their own populations for political ideology. <clears throat> now, I'll explain that in, in just now, I guess I'll explain it now. What do I mean? I mean that in 2011, Israel was dominating uh, the Middle East, basically. Uh, yes, they were, they, were, they were just defeated after the Hezbollah, uh, Lebanon, you know, Israel war, 
they weren't defeated, but they were basically humiliated and uh, reality checked into knowing that they couldn't even invade a, a nation like Lebanon with their military. And their their shit was all fucked up and they were retarded. But um, they still had political clout and they had a lot more popularity, right? Because this was in 2011. So this was over 10 years ago, right? So yes, they were villains, but they were, um, you know, the Middle East still had, and America still uh, supported them. And, you know, even <laughs> compared to what would happen now, you know, and it's, it's, it's hard to even say that they supported them more back then. But yeah, they fucking did. And, um, you know, now they're losing support. Their backs are against the wall. Their public relations is going down the fucking toilet. It's, uh, you know, their, their former allies in the global stage are retreating from their, uh, from their side, like Russia, Russia supported Israel in 2011, very strongly, for example. China supported Israel in 2011. China has now, you know, distanced itself from Israel and, and said it, it's against the uh, actions of it, right? Um, the Muslim world, for example, for the most part, was, you know, basically Israel's bitch. And now Iran and shit are, like, threatening to fucking full-on invade Yemen, for example, the Houthi rebels. In Yemen, they, they just started attacking the Houthi rebels, and now the Houthi rebels completely control the government of Yemen. And all of its assets and stuff like that. So that radical Islamic sect went from literally barefoot with AK-47s in the sand dunes to controlling the dictator supply of Russian uh, ICBMs and shit. <laughs> that were they're like, like thirty thousand intercontinental ballistic missiles, like the old Sams and shit that um, Saddam Hussein used to do to use to bomb Jerusalem and Israel uh, during the Iraqi War in the nineties. This is real. This is real shit. And this is never going to go... It's never going to go back, right? This is just going to get worse and worse for the Israelis as more and more are piling on. Um, this is what I mean. So now it's even more prime that Israel would uh, use one of their nuclear weapons and like a Samson option not to attack not only themselves, uh, maybe in Israel, but in America and uh, specifically in their largest supporter states, which would be Florida... Uh, New York City, or in Texas. And I believe the evidence points to Texas, because New York City is completely obsolete in terms of geopolitical significance. I know it is still very civil, uh, you know, very much the capital of America, but in, in no spirit, but it's maybe the, no longer the capital of the world. So... A strike against New York City or New York City having a tidal wave against it, not like in 9/11. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be necessarily the the heart stopping, you know, fucking thing that it is, right? Um, and to be honest, New York City's already been done. Uh, New York State's also just terrible as a the idea of the poverty and all that stuff like that would have to shine a light on it, and it would just be. Um, I think redundant since 9-11 was already performed. Florida, Miami, maybe, maybe Miami, maybe Jacksonville, maybe Tampa, maybe something like that. But it would be harder to justify the actual logic behind, say, striking Miami if you were a terrorist or something like that. If you were somebody, like, that's more Cuban, that's more, uh, you know, drugs and, and shit like that. Like, why would anyone nuke Miami? Like, honestly, I guess, like, why would anyone nuke Jacksonville? So the obscurity of Florida, even though Florida is, like, basically, 
you know, becoming an up and coming thing. It's basically like little Israel. Um, there's another, there's Texas and Texas is that third, what I said, I think Texas is far more likely by, by thousands of percentage, uh, thousands of points of percentage. Like Texas is 100% in government pro Israel, the governor going to Tel Aviv, uh, just recently, the entire government of Texas supporting Israel so much that they signed into law a, um, a law stating that you can't, you, you are not, you're disqualified immediately if you, uh, boycott Israel. If you boycott Israel, you are disqualified immediately from receiving state funds. Right? And, um, that is completely uh, unconstitutional, the American Constitution, to make you sign loyalty oaths and stuff to foreign governments. Uh, but at the state level, this is how much the state supports, the state-level government supports the nation of Israel, especially the Zionist politics and stuff like that, right? So performing a terrorist attack in Texas would no doubt be the perfect place to commit the false flag because it also has a large Muslim population that they are being persecuted and further, further, you know, um, uh, pushed into radicalism and radicalized by the uh, hostilities of this same Zionist occupied state government against them. Remember, they, they can't qualify for state funding. They can't qualify for state benefits as businesses or, or charters or contractors or anything like that. They are being overtly persecuted if they side against Israel for any reason, including their religious or geopolitical heritage or anything like that, right? Um, and Muslims have a very large population. They also have the border crisis. The border crisis, as I said, was being uh, vilified by Zionists in a Zionist bullshit plot to suggest that terrorists were infiltrating from the Middle East, these radicalized terrorists, these ISIS camps were coming over from the Mexican border. They've been saying this since 2008. They've been saying that since 2008, that Al-Qaeda camps and terrorist training cells and were all along the Mexican desert and border, and they were getting paid by drug cartels to train, and, and they had bombs. And they were going to come over on these open borders that Texas shares with Mexico with Mexican passports or something. They were going to come over and they were going to perform acts of terrorism, uh, you know. And it was going to be like, it's, it's both Mexican, anti-Mexican, and it's, it's anti-Islamic. It's Islamophobia. Thinking that Muslims couldn't have those same training cells in Texas uh, or that Muslims would resort to having to cross the border illegally. <laughs> If they were going to do a terror attack, even though the, the terror attack, the terrorists of 9-11, for example, they want you to believe came over on working visas and or just were natural citizens, you know, had just, you know, dual citizenship or were just illegal immigrants. But they came over on aircraft and stuff as, as workers or as, you know, students and stuff like that, had student visas, you know, and they want you to think that they have to come over like the illegal immigrants from Mexico do, because then it kills two birds with one stone. You can see where the politics starts merging. But Americans are stupid, and uh, Texans are dumber than most Americans when it comes to this shit. They're extremely jangoistic, and they're extremely nearsighted. They don't understand things in context, like historical or, or uh, else, and they're not anthropologists in any ways, right? They think things are personally, like, uh, you know, against them. 
And so, uh, a lot of it has to do with just uh, realizing that um, that if you're a psychologist, if you're a military operate, operator on the intelligence level, Texas is the place to do this. Specifically, Dallas, Houston, or Austin. Somewhere in the Texas Triangle. But I wouldn't rule out San Antonio, or I wouldn't rule out a purely industrial setting. Or somewhere like a major airport. But the football stadium has a huge uh, attraction, as predicted into the 2011, with the nuclear Bible. Because it's been programmed into people's minds with things like movies and books. For example, two uh, pieces of literature stand out. Two pieces of entertainment stand out. That is... Um, let me just pull this up right here. There is a book written by Tom Clancy. And that book is uh, Some of All Fears. Some of All Fears features a nuclear uh, device going off at the Super Bowl in uh, Denver, Colorado. In Denver, Colorado. And the game is against the Minnesota Vikings and uh, San Diego Chargers. Or Minnesota Vikings playing the Minnesota Vikings playing the San Diego Chargers in the Super Bowl um, in Denver, Colorado, Mile High Stadium. It gets nuked, right? And another film, and that movie was made into a movie starring Ben Affleck, and that re was released in two thousand one. During the year uh, September eleventh, the nine eleven attacks happened. Um, almost. Eerily so, featuring a major terror attack in America, forcing us into war by, uh, you know, extremists. I think they were pro-Russian extremists, but using some kind of atomic weapon to attack a major, you know, heavily, uh, heavily populated area, civilian infrastructure or something. And in the movie, it's Boston. So they moved it to the East Coast. And in the movie, it's Boston, Massachusetts. And um, the scene was so disturbing when they approached the NFL to sponsor it with official, you know, logos and, and you know, iconography like the NFL logo and stuff like that, my, uh, stadium names, et cetera, their licensed material. Um, the NFL refused. The NFL refused and said they did not want to be associated with any depictions of terror attacks you know, especially nuclear attacks and stuff like that, killing thousands of people, you know, at once, uh, world-changing shit uh, associated with their fucking branding. <laughs> they didn't want people to be terrified of going to their fucking games and stuff like that, right? And I guess as Illuminati as they are, they still have priorities, and they're not that Illuminati. Um but yeah, that's the thing. So they had to go with a fake fictional football team, et cetera, and end game. But it's clear what it was, you know, and that they have also, you know, I was saying, like that's just it's it's a thing. And so they then that year nine eleven happened in New York City, and it was supposed to be like, oh yeah, that's completely unrelated, you know, that's just the world we live in. But check this out: if this is just the world we live in, you talk about uh, predictive programming over fifty years. We have Black Sunday, a 1977 film. Black Sunday is a 1977 American action thriller film directed by John Frankenheimer and is based on a Thomas Harris novel of the same name. A novel of the same name. 
Just like the book, Some of All Fears, became a film. First a book, then a movie. First written, then an action. It was a political thriller, thriller inspired by the Munich massacre perpetrated by the Black September organization against Israeli athletes at the 1972 Summer Olympics. The film, Black Sunday's movie poster, features a blimp crashing into the football stadium with the, log- with the writing, It Could Be Tomorrow, the tagline, It Could Be Tomorrow, boldly written. The plot was of a court-martialed, PTSD-suffering, tortured POW from the Vietnam War, Michael Lander, who became a pilot flying the Goodyear blimp over the National Football League games to film for the television network. He longed to kill himself and take as many people as possible with him when he meets Delia Laed, a operative from the Palestinian terrorist group called Black September who controls and manipulates him psychologically they conspire together to launch a suicide attack using a bomb composed of plastic explosives and quarter million steel fleshettes they plan to mount the bomb on the underside of a gondola of the Goodyear blimp which traditionally flies over the Super Bowl football game and detonate it Detonated over the Miami Orange Bowl during Super Bowl X. This was in order to call attention to the plight of the Palestinians and punish the United States for supporting Israel. The movie then involves a raid on a black September safe house in Beirut, Lebanon, where Mossad agents uncover evidence. So once the Mossad has evidence of this attack plan itself, although the agents of the the guilty escape, they collaborate with the FBI. And they get into a giant uh, race against time involving the Coast Guard and other U.S. forces, right? other agencies, right? So as everyone springs into action to try to stop them, they go for the kill, Right, and of course, the you know, uh, you know, uh, let's see if it actually blows up. I should actually watch this film. I'm just reading the plot right now. They have a lot of action. So the movie actually does show. The blimp is flying straight into the Super Bowl, causing mass chaos and destruction of the stadium. Just before dying, Lander lights the fuse of the weapon. Although the day is saved when they pull the bomb off and drop it in the open, the ocean, because remember it happened in Miami. Right, so the actual people, the actual bomb doesn't go off, but this blimp does actually get into the Super Bowl stadium. Interesting plot there entirely. So in a missile-type reference or a attack from the air, a hijacked plane into a building reminiscent mode of delivery 
of an atomic weapon into a crowded American icon of entertainment and traditional sports, you know, like culture, this Super Bowl, you can't get any more American than the Super Bowl being attacked by Palestinians hoping to seek to punish the Americans for their support of Israel and bring attention to the plight of the suffering Palestinian people, the women and children who are being bombed by their Zionist forces. With evidence of this plot being discovered, and I'm using air quotations like fucking hell right now, going hard in that motherfucker, with air quotations, discovered by Mossad during a raid on a Lebanese terrorist cell, with the plans being basically dead-to-rights evidence that this was caused by Palestinians and this Black September organization, using American PTSD-riddled veterans who for formerly po- pose are being psychologically manipulated or MK-ultraed or radicalized further, a.k.a. people like myself. And I say that with no hesitation because as a veteran, an honorably discharged veteran, by the way, I'm an honorably discharged veteran. I served with honors. I served uh, with outstanding recommendations and performance reviews. I... Um, was extremely motivated and volunteered for other trainings, etc. while in service, uh, far beyond any fucking Ted typical enlisted dude, you know, ever does, as just a typical enlisted dude myself. And I took it fair and seriously, and I loved it. And I was actually vet boarded, and I was medically retired, is how I got out of it, and then treated it like absolute shit. Because now as a disabled veteran, being too young and having invisible injuries and shit, whatever the hell they were talking about, that I have basically second-class citizenship status and no one fucking cares or respects me on the face of it, let alone it's very difficult for me to get through it every day, um, you know, without an obvious defects and stuff like that. And I know a lot of veterans are suffering the same fucking thing, either from operator syndrome to uh, line hypnosis to uh, various PTSDs, insomnia, sleep apnea, shit like that, that... Uh, fucking creeps up on you, even even migraines. I know how crippling migraines can be, and it's all because of the gray matter injuries or the chemicals or the radar that we're fucking exposed to, these elements that are absolutely unsafe for life, and they know it. They fucking know it. The people in charge know it, but they use the enlisted specifically to be the ones operating, even sleeping right next to fucking radar and stuff like that, and it's just boiling us, like microwaving us internally. let alone all the implants and fucking medical tests and the guinea pig type nature of the U.S. military it has on its enlisted. You know, you don't know what you're exposed to, let alone what the fuck's operating around you or where you even are. And you know, there's demonic forces and fucking shit, skinwalkers walking around and fucking people don't even talk about it. The fucking shit is real. And so, yeah, you know, people come back as POWs. People come back, uh, they've... they've PTSD, they come back and they're fucking treated like shit and they become radicalized, quote-unquote radicalized, a.k.a. they're starting to listen to other people and not the government's bullshit, not the propaganda. They're not buying the fucking shit anymore. Like uh, USA, Land of the Free, they're fucking thinking for themselves. They go into the anti-war movement. They go into learning about our enemies in these conflicts and learning about their sides and their plights and learning about the truth of the American empire and the imperialist empire, the banking cartels of the West and the transatlantic 
um, basically the current slave trade and shit like that. And it's just like economic hitman. You start waking up to it, right? You're not a fucking dummy. And that's the thing. The U.S. government picked you to be in the military because you're not a fucking loser. You're not a fucking dummy. And then uh, when you get out of it and they treat you like a loser and they treat you like a fucking dummy, you know, you're fucking just, you, you're not going to put up with that. You're also not a bitch. And today's society, if you volunteered, if you signed up those enlistment papers, congratulations, you're a fucking man. You're not a fucking little bitch. You're not a pussy. And so, yeah, you're going to think for your fucking self, no matter where you're going to go in life or or not. And I know a lot of people don't. A lot of people are just puds and chuds and shit like that throughout their fucking life. But you have the potential. You have the potential. We believe in you. (laughs) That's the We're a veteran outreach uh, broadcast here. We believe in you. Especially if you have woken up, you know, that never, ever feel bad, never, ever retreat, you know, charge forward into that truth uh, as you were trained to do, as you were fucking bred to do, as you were, as you were born to do as a warrior, you know, you fucking, if we let our fighting done by um, men who don't think and our thinking done by men who don't fight. We'll have our thinking done by cowards and our fighting done by idiots. And that's not that's not what we want. So you know, we gotta get into it. We gotta we gotta we gotta wake up, we gotta start talking the truth and everything. So that's why I think this is all coming out, because there's more there's more given its original framework for this false flag, which is nuclear attack in America. Possibly, most likely in a Super Bowl or the NBA championship or some kind of sporting event somewhere where that matters. And where that matters most are in these Israel-supporting states. New York City already had its terrorist attacks between Florida and Texas, and I believe Texas overwhelmingly is more powerful, more populated, and thus uh, more attractive to set up this terrorist attack, this false flag, like they predicted in 2011 with the book Nuclear Bible. Now, I will read a little bit of this, uh, this, this checklist of the Nuclear Bible in uh, time. But let me read a little bit more of just the, the, the facts when it comes to nuclear at- material as well as possible nuclear threats. In Texas. People don't know this about Texas, for example, but it's absolutely true. Um, Texas sees most of America's nuclear material come through its panhandle. This is 100% the case. Because we have the PAMEX, which is a nuclear weapons disassembly and assembly plant built in Texas. As well as a nuclear waste storage facility and two nuclear reactors operating in our state. Officially, plus with university programs being able to acquire uranium, and plutonium for research, like Texas A&M and UT, University of Texas, easily at that level, due to their partnership with the United States government.
Although by August 30th, 2023, Federal Appeals Court blocks plan to ship nuclear waste to West Texas. West Texas is already a nuclear facility. Although the decision is currently in limbo, with federal courts both giving permission and denying permission due to appeals almost every other year. For example, Texas disassembled one of the largest nuclear weapons one weighing 300 one with a warhead weighing 300 pounds well let me pull up the article here second ah. in 2011 the biggest US nuclear bomb dismantled in Texas was reported to be a 1.2 megaton B83 sorry that is the largest weapon nuclear weapon now currently in America's arsenal the weapon that was disassembled was a B-53, a B-53, with a warhead of nine megatons. That's right. A Cold War relic, 600 times more powerful than the bomb dropped on Hiroshima, was dismantled as part of a U.S. nuclear policy in Texas. And remember, this is coinciding in 2011. This is coinciding with the nuclear Super Bowl attack that would occur in Texas, possibly using material from this very weapon. Workers in Texas separated the roughly 300 pounds of high explosives inside the special nuclear material, uranium, known as the PIT. The work was done outside of public view for security reasons, but explosives from a bomb taken apart earlier were detonated as officials and reporters watched from less than a mile, 1.6 kilometers away. The Deputy Secretary of Energy, Daniel Poneman, called the disassembly a milestone accomplishment. The completion of this mantling program is a year ahead of schedule, according to U.S. Department of Energy's National Nuclear Security Administration, and aligns with Obama's goal of reducing the number of nuclear weapons. This weapon was put into service in 1962 and retired from its stockpile of nuclear weapons in 1997. This last B-53's disassembly ends the era of big megaton bombs. Uh, 300, all right, nine megatons. 
600 times more powerful than the Hiroshima, the Hiroshima bomb. The B-53's pit will be kept there temporarily. Pantex, which is the factory, the Pantex plant near Amarillo, which deals with nuclear waste and nuclear weapons disassembly. Remember, if you can disassemble a nuclear weapon, you can assemble a nuclear weapon with the same facility. That being said, in this article from 2023, October 21st, 2023, Texas wants to know why most of the U.S. nuclear stockpile passes through the Texas panhandle. Did you know that most of the United States nuclear arsenal has passed through Texas? Whether it's the assembly of a nuclear weapon, the disassembly of one that's being retired, or just routine maintenance, the Pantex plant outside of Amarillo handles it all. Most of the nuclear stockpile in the United States has passed through the state of Texas at one point or another. The Pantex plant in Amarillo, built during World War II, has handled the weapons since the early days of the Cold War. The plant was initially a place for the weapons to be assembled. But after the Cold War ended, it transitioned to a site for disassembly and maintenance. All those surplus weapons from the Cold War era have either been taken apart or are sitting, waiting to be taken apart. Dylan Spaulding, a senior scientist in the Global Security Program at the Union of Concerned Scientists, said. And Pentax is the only place that does that. Katie Paul is the plant's historian. One of our key missions is that we're making sure that the nuclear deterrent for our nation and our allies, those things, are safe. She said, if they are needed, they can be used, and we are still working through dismantlement like we're still doing that today. Simple enough. That article was from NBC Dallas Fort Worth, published October 21st, 2023. Isn't it strange that these two news articles are published, as I have said before, around 2011 when this was already being put in motion until it was exposed by that author from the Nuclear Bible, which I will get to in his predictions, and currently in 2023. As I've stated, as the eras seem to be eerily similar in terms of geopolitics. Um, for example, the similarity between 2011 and 2023, uh, with it even being better in scenario, are such that Obama cared too much about their, his public image, as that was his main priority, was to sell the operations of the Zionist forces in the American politics as the form of the Democratic Party, right? Not the spiritually conservative and obsolete American conservative Republican Party at the time, the neocons, who could start the evolution but would be abandoned for the Democrats. Obama 
something under Hillary Clinton. Socially reforming America into a liberal Zionist nation like Israel is currently. The Israelification of America, as it were. Moving away from Christian Baptist values into uh, globalist, like neoliberal uh, atheist values of the of the Israelis, but Zionist politically, Zionist militarily, Zionist supporting geopolitically, uh, capitalism and stuff like that. So yeah, to do this evolution, they needed Obama to have a perfect, pristine, scandalous presidency which handcuffed him into many ways being unable to commit these false flag operations that the timing was right for that's why it made the timing wrong because of Obama Obama was that key piece that failed Obama is no longer in the picture but who is the president quote unquote of the United States Joe Biden Obama's two term vice president who was in the White House during 2011 and he's in the White House again quote unquote as the president of the United States Israel was not in a war with Hamas or with uh, anyone in 2011 not in a real war cold war maybe yes tensions yes but it was still not in a full war. Now it is being attacked, especially by Iran, who in 2011 was not as strong internationally as they are now in 2023 due to BRICS and the Israeli allies that formerly existed like Russia, China, and other BRICS nations are now turning away from Israel and solidifying their allegiance and trade and support of Iran, including their weapons trade and sale, since the sanctions have been lifted. Sanctions that existed in 2011 that no longer exist in 2023. Due to the massive armament of Iran, as well as the armament of other nations with Iranian weapons, the only way to stop that would be if the USA and Israel and whoever allies with them would directly attack Iran destroying their munitions plants, destroying their infrastructure and their nuclear program before Russia and China give them the nuclear weapon that we have been fearing that they get. Nuclear weapons that, for example, Israel secretly, illegally possesses. And they possess estimated 300 of them. So, or 30 of them, sorry. France has 300 of them. Israel may have as many as 30 of them. Um, so the Israelis may use an atomic device of their own, for example, or they may use an atomic device that America provides from this Amarillo disassembly assembly plant. They have nuclear weapons in Texas 
fucking sitting there in a facility outside of Amarillo, Texas. And because this would be an inside job, I am not saying it has to be directly attacked or infiltrated or anything that that would violate or to, uh, you know, basically defeat the United States stringent security operations. No, no, no. I'm saying loyal Zionists, pro-Israelis, dual citizenship types. Uh, deep insiders, Freemasonic, uh, you know, operatives, uh, members themselves, CIA agents that hold, you know, that that can blackmail these people, etc. As well as just the contractors themselves, like, oh, we are officially a nuclear uh, transport company. We're just going to get this bomb, like we're ordered to. Here's the federal paperwork. Everything checks out. As soon as they get it on the back of their truck, they drive it down the road give it to somebody else, load it up, and then that's it. And then that person was the only one involved in this whole chain of oper- in, in operations. The people at the Pemex plant, they didn't know what was going on. They didn't agree to anything. The, the truck driver did. And all the truck driver had to do was be bribed or uh, be an operator from the start and just be like, yeah, you know, obviously somebody just... Shady pulled up, said they're the driver with the truck. We gave it to them. They loaded it on. They knew what they were doing, so they left. Shit happens all the time. They don't have to have, like, a red cell Navy SEALs break in and steal this thing, you know, shooting their own men. It's just a simple matter of paperwork. And they already said most of the U.S. material, nuclear material, comes to Texas, Amarillo. Now, here's the fun thing that people won't tell you, unrelated. Um... In the Cold War, uh, since nuclear material is a problem, and it has existed since this nuclear age, all materials, say in Russia, for example, and America, and France, and all the nations with nuclear weapons, China, etc., they have what they call MUF. MUF. MUF is... uh, Material unaccounted for. Material unaccounted for is a euphemism for plutonium and uranium weapons-grade nuclear material that has gone missing or been stolen from the warehouses that it's meant to uh, be safeguarded in. And this happens in locked, armed-guarded secured military bases as well as private industrial contractors of the utmost top security clearance in the middle of nowhere, etc. Fully, you know, lined with cameras, sensors, all that stuff. And hundreds of pounds of it will go missing every single year, which is indicative of a highly organized and sophisticated black market for this material, providing it to whoever is the highest bidder for whatever purposes with their reaches firmly into the highest echelons of the security apparatuses of these nations. In the Cold War, the Americans pointed the finger to the Russians and said the Soviet Union was so corrupt and these people were basically Russian mafia and they were getting this nuclear material and selling it to terrorists overseas, etc. 
but the um, Russians were saying it was the Americans, and that the Americans were so radicalized and violent that white supremacists were just attacking military trains and stealing barrels full of uranium to make dirty bombs to use, and you know, attacking you know black neighborhoods and stuff like that. And it was both right. Both were right, and both nations have suffered massive thefts of nuclear material in the past, and nothing has changed. In fact, things have gotten worse because the economy is fucking worse, and there's fewer people in the military with lower standards of enlistment and especially uh, security. And even then, people have tested and proven that the entire uh, system is weak as fuck. For example, there was a war game where 100 British Marines defeated 1,500 U.S. Marines in an assault on an occupied military base. Let me, just, let me just put that in. There was a war game where the British attacked Americans who were controlling a base. 1,500 U.S. Marines were defeated or captured by only 100 British Marines. This happened in 2020. So, after 20 years of global war on terror, this didn't happen in the 80s, this didn't happen in the 60s, this didn't happen in the 50s, this happened in 2020 meaning that everything that they had learned in the global war on terror, all of the experience of their NCOs and their officers that had gathered over 20 years of combat in Iraq and Afghanistan and across Africa, against Boko Haram, against ISIS, against Al-Qaeda, against the Taliban, it was fucking bullshit. And it fell apart as soon as it fucking was attacked by only 100 men. They were outnumbered 15 to 1 and the British Marines still achieved victory and not only that, I've heard clear victory flawless victory that the US Marines were in fucking retreat by the time the US, they called for uh, surrender so think that a 100 man team of mercenaries Special forces from around the world, uh, either the Middle East or Asia, China, uh, Chinese super soldiers that were genetically engineered and trained on virtual reality all their life for this shit. Russians who have just gone through two years of war with the Ukrainians doing exactly this stormtrooper shit, you know, running through trenches, fucking firing on people at zero distance. Um, you have... Uh, Americans, American militiamen, veterans, you have uh, CIA, paramilitary types, MK Ultra types, satanic super soldier types, cartel types, you have organized crime types, gangbangers and shit like that, you have all of this fucking shit that they can be, so you can get a hundred fucking gangbangers from Texas alone in the Texas Triangle, Austin, Dallas, Houston. Yeah, there's gangs operating, huge armed gangs of uh, fucking street thugs and stuff like that that you could easily get to be your foot soldiers to cause enough chaos for a real strike team to infiltrate and um, go in, grab a nuke, and fucking leave. And I know that sounds almost too simplified, but yeah. Yeah, that's fucking what I'm saying is that it's that simple. 
And uh, if you think that there is enough on-guard fucking firepower and specialists on site, then you're not watching the news because Hamas attacked Israel, attacked the Gaza Strip, and this is a this was supposed to be the most fortified, heavily defended piece of land in the world with Israel spending billions of dollars on the highest in level of technology and training men who were not only um, well-equipped but religiously motivated to uh, defend, you know, the Israeli land and stuff, and they got their asses fucking kicked by some guys in some paragliders and some fucking trucks, and not only that, they had civilians captured, they had whole towns captured, um of kibbutzes, and they had almost all of their military personnel killed. Almost 100% of the generals captured, officers captured, technology captured, tanks captured, all of that shit. They had tanks, they had radar, they had automatic gun turrets, they had fully automatic guns, they had barracks full of soldiers, all of that shit. Body armor, fucking helmets, all of it. And they got their asses fucking kicked because of a surprise attack. With guys with fully automatic battle rifles. And good intelligence. Yeah, it can fucking happen to anyone. As if you're getting attacked, you're going to fucking get your ass kicked. Unless you're the one doing the attacking. But yeah, we'll get into it. And we'll talk about it. That this is, that's why I think that the situation is nigh. I think the situation is right. I think this wasn't inaccurate information. I think the prediction didn't come true because they were exposed. And I believe this person did really good work. Um, and that being said, I believe that absolutely there was the idea that uh, they were going to use people like Alex Jones as these false messiahs, as these heroes for a fake civil war to fuck up the opposition or to get people to believe in false messiahs like the QAnon type shit. Um, but not in the fact that Q is wrong, but in the fact that that QAnon, you know, January 6th thing is wrong. It was all feds and shit. Everyone knows that. It was all, it was all deeply infiltrated by feds, all the Proud Boy shit, all that stuff. It's controlled opposition. It's what they call it, controlled opposition, COINTELPRO. And this shit is how they operate. They want people to come out of the woodwork and say, we got nuked, we need to form a civil war, they're coming for our guns, we need to stand up for all this shit. And as soon as you do, because you think you can trust the people that that are telling you to do this, the people telling you to do this turn around and sell you out and you spend the rest of your life in a fucking jail cell in a supermax prison for treason or in a concentration camp or something in a military prison while Alex Jones gets a fucking lawsuit and a slap on the wrist, files for bankruptcy, and goes to fucking Israel and lives out the rest of his life and shit like that and fucking creature comforts and com- and, and prostitutes, tranny prostitutes and shit. Exactly. So fucking you got to watch your shit. You got to watch your shit. There are a lot of remaining patriots are caught up in this shit, caught up in the Q movement, caught up in all that protesting, going to fight Antifa, going to fight the BLM movement. This is all part of it. There are going to be a lot of Texas patriots when this happens that are going to crusade and join mercenary groups that are going to go to fight Muslims in the Middle East and die for Israel, literally die for Israel because of a nuclear attack that was caused by the Americans and by Mossad on American soil in Texas. And Texas is a nation unto itself. It'll, it'll lead the charge. It doesn't need fucking anybody. Texas has 30 million people. It can it could generate an army of a million men almost overnight, especially if they were retarded enough to 
believe, if they were traumatized enough to believe that Muslim extremists, Islamic extremists, nuked the Dallas Cowboys or the Houston Rockets or the Dallas Mavericks or the Texas International Speedway. And we'll be getting into some details about that. So, to summarize and to uh, repeat what I'm trying to say is that there will be a false flag, there will be a nuclear attack sometime in the near future. It will happen most likely in Texas. It will happen most likely during a sporting event. It will happen most likely during a mass gathering of Americans during an American experience, uh, specifically a Texan experience, specifically one of football because of the tragedy that would serve to brainwash everybody into needing to act, especially when there is this psychodrama, there's this spy drama going on with Mossad and special forces and intelligence all gathering evidence and but not being able to stop, even though they were going to try to stop this attack from happening. Uh, complete with celebrity investigators and operatives and agents making the the heroes returning to the age and era of the fascist hero, the law enforcement and military enforcement agents of Zionism as the good guys, because the good guys were going to stop, not that they were bombing children, not that they were bombing babies, you know, but they were going to stop the Palestinian extremists of the Black September tradition from engaging in a massive nuclear act of terrorism against the Americans because of American support and because of Texas's support of Israel. Remember, the fifth largest supporter of Israel in their international uh, alliances, right? Texas itself is the fifth largest supplier of goods and, and funding and stuff like that support to Israel as a Zionist government. And as Texas is a Zionist occupied government, a Zog. So, they are wanting, the Palestinians are wanting to enact revenge in this scenario, Black September type scenario, on the Texans and the American Texans, uh, Texan Americans, because of their support of Zionist Israel and of the Zionist government. And then um, they will uh, choose either Dallas, Houston, or Texas, or Austin, given their large Muslim populations, to blame as potential radicalized sites. Now, these have large Muslim populations, probably the largest in Texas, um, given that they're the three largest metropolitan areas and they form the Texas Triangle. But this area itself has almost 30 million people that would be negatively affected by a nuclear strike. And this goes into the British operation of Operation Blackjack, which was not only the nuclear strike being the, the thing they want to happen the most because it's this devastating impact of the mushroom cloud and the the hundreds of thousands of people that would be killed instantly in a large metropolitan area, especially one holding a major game of importance, a championship game, a Super Bowl or something like that. 
right? Like a NBA championship or a Super Bowl or a World Series or something. Um, that they would kill instantly with this shit. But also the nuclear fallout, the radiation sickness, the need to shut down and to create the police state inside of Texas that would be without historical precedent. It would be a nightmare of fascist, FEMA-controlled, authoritarian fucking insanity. It would be where Muslims are rounded up and thrown into concentration camps. It would be where dissidents, people who are anti-war, anti-Texas, people who are anti-police, would be seen as enemies of the state, literally the state of Texas, and be thrown into concentration camps or prisons or be, exter- like, be executed by the police. You would see um, them instantly raiding every single mosque or suspected... Um, safe house for these terrorists. You would see them conducting surveillance on people at a massive level, supported by the citizens to prevent one of these uh, world, uh, these weapons of mass destruction level terrorist attacks. And because Texas is already Jangoistic, retarded, and full of quote-unquote patriots, but they're really Zionist-occupied boomers and shit, old people, this would be fully brought into law, fully supported by the rich, by the by industries and stuff, so that you would see companies refusing to serve fucking Muslims. You would see companies refusing to work alongside them, ex- uh, hire them, etc. You would see this, like, you know, as it already currently was in 9-11 and, and currently is now. Uh, but you would see this extend to others, including communists, maybe anyone who supported Palestine at all. If you supported Palestine or did not overtly support Israel you would be going into the second-class citizen territory uh, or, or designation, no matter who you were, and let alone there being a higher echelon of pro-Texas good old boys who fit the archetype of these living hogs um, that would use their guns and everything like that to basically uh, rule a, Zy- a Zionist-occupied kingdom, a dictatorship, police state using their many police departments, the Freemasonics, uh, police states, etc., the police organizations that rule in Texas, and it would just be big business literally merging with police state government to control uh, the internal affairs, shutting down all entertainment, shutting down all public uh, you know, gatherings and shit like that, and leaving the major cities and urban areas to rot because of potential targeting from terrorists, and it would be a completely redesign and you would see further and further police state measures as things progressively declined, both in, in uh, population. The cities would be basically, you know, either not abandoned, but, but completely changed into suburban satellites where, um, you know, the idea of millions of people gathering anymore into one area would be considered suicide because the terrorists could strike them as they did before with nuclear weapons. Etc. You would see a redesign. A green movement would would come into play as nuclear materials and nuclear energy became uh, taboo because of its weaponization. You would also see at that point, um, you know, the state just overreaching everything. The right to privacy, etc., doesn't exist anymore because you might have a nuclear weapon on you. Everything has to be searched. Everything has to be run under scanners and shit like that if it crosses the border. The border would completely be closed down for good. And there would be no travel unless you were heavily, heavily permitted, uh, just like in the Soviet Union, just like in Nazi Germany. 
you would see this shit after the result. You would see uh, FEMA setting up wherever this was detonated, say in Dallas or Houston. The entire city would be under curfew. National Guard would be, uh, you know, keeping the peace. Uh, people would be relegated to where they could go to uh, to diminish looting, as well as any kind of chaos uh, in the in the asphalt and everything. And people would be. Uh, randomly subjected to nuclear radiation tests and then taken away if they were contaminated, etc. Uh, you know, the idea that people would have to give up literally their possessions, their house, etc. because of nuclear contamination, and they, would, they couldn't argue because FEMA extends beyond the Constitution. The government would just say, yeah, your house, everything in it, everything is fucking radioact- radioactive. You have to leave. Don't worry, we'll give you new shit, or you can get new shit, but everything you used to know is gone now. And uh, to some people who have lived in houses for generations and shit, this would be as equally traumatic as having died themselves in the fucking um, uh, nuclear blast and shit. And the many people are teetering on the edge of poverty. The only things they have are these legacy possessions like real estate, businesses, uh, heirlooms, etc. And it's only sensical to think that that would be the most devastating to blow at all of an American materialistic society that we have. You know, basically saying, you know, you don't have, you literally have nothing, like Katrina style. You literally have nothing anymore on this earth except for what the government gives you. So you have to obey the government or else it will not give you what they promised or whatever. And it's absolutely like a big, big fucking mental fuck, right? So this is exactly what they want. And that's what they project Blackjack was all about creating a sense of complete control through a Trump card that they would play, which is nuclear terrorism in a major urban area. It completely rewrites all of societal uh, systems. It can never be reversed, and it completely plunges the world into a police state, as well as in a total war because of the United States invading foreign nations, carte blanche, as long as they are supporting Muslims, Palestinians, or whatever, um that they deem as enemies or supporters of this terrorism given the massive, you know, nuclear threat that they pose, including nuking Middle Eastern nations. Yeah, they might nuke Tehran. They might nuke uh, these Middle Eastern countries, further provoking nuclear exchange, further provoking nuclear war, which would realistically aid them because they can survive. They can survive in their fucking bunkers. And while we, the rest of us die, and the rest of us are in prison, and the rest of us undergo martial law and FEMA occupation and are guillotined by the Freemasonic police states and have to go to the gray state bullshit, they will survive in idle luxury and artistic bliss and hedonism on adrenochrome and shit deep underground with heavily secured military bunkers. They will be fine eating fucking Pop-Tarts and shit you know, in their indoor swimming pools, in their hot tubs, while we have to fight fucking mutated bears for table scraps and shit. For cans of fucking SpaghettiOs, we have to, like, form raiding gangs and shit, just like Mad Max. Fighting lobotomized FEMA agents and shit. From fucking Venezuela. And there's even this to say about the nuclear blast itself before I get into that nuclear Bible, which I'll close out with. This was from ReadySouthTexas.gov, an actual website that does official contingency plans for emergencies 
for the state region of South Texas. ReadySouthTexas.gov. This is a government website provided by the state of Texas. Nuclear Blast. They published this in... 2023. So once again, they, they're publishing articles about nuclear attacks on terrorists in the year 2023, just like they were in 2011. Prepare yourself, your family, and your property for the hazards of nuclear devices. The danger of massive strategic nuclear attack on the United States is predicted by experts to be less likely today. However, terrorism by nature is unpredictable. If there were a threat of an attack, people living near potential targets could be advised to evacuate, or they could decide on their own to evacuate to an area not considered a likely target. Protection from radioactive fallout would require taking shelter in an underground area or the middle of a large building. In general, potential targets include strategic missile sites and military bases, centers of government such as state capitals, important transportation and communication centers, manufacturing, industrial technology, and financial centers. Petroleum refineries, electrical power plants, and chemical plants, major ports and airfields. The three factors for protecting oneself from radiation and fallout are distance, shielding, and time. And it goes on to just talk about the basics of it, everything. Provides related websites like the Federal Emergency Management Agency's website, American Red Cross, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, Radiation Emergencies, and Environmental Protection Agencies, the EPA. Talks about the city of San Antonio, its road closures, its transit guide, and everything like that, as well as publications including nuclear attack documents providing preparation guidance for nuclear threat, which are available from the government website. Right, and this is published in 2023, as if though they are gearing up, or at least getting it off their chest, that there is a nuclear impending disaster likely to occur that they would have to take responsibility for in South Texas. That being said, there's also a number of drills currently going on. Latest were in Houston and in Dallas. In this article from the Dallas Express, nuclear attack drills beginning in Texas. Residents of Houston are in the midst of a week-long emergency exercise to prepare for a hypothetical nuclear incident after the FBI notified them that the drills would begin on Monday. FBI Houston posted an announcement on Twitter to alert citizens that the exercise will take place in early May. A large-scale multi-agency nuclear incident training exercise will take place May the 1st through the 5th in 2023 in southeast Houston and Harrison County. The training exercise will not pose risks to area residents. Please do not be alarmed by training-related activity, the tweet read. 
The FBI branch also informed citizens that military aircraft will be involved. It urged them not to be alarmed by seeing personnel and protective equipment in and around Ellington Field. Drills will also take place in and around NRG Park, Sam Houston, 288 to SH-146 to I-10 East to Highway 225 per the tweet. Ellington Field is a joint reserve base that hosts various elements of all five branches of the U.S. military. Most prominently, it features jet aircraft to defend strategic oil and gas-related industry and shipping channels near and around Houston. Despite assurances from the FBI that the exercise would be constructed, conducted safely, the announcement stirred unease among the public, especially given the heightened nuclear tensions since Russia invaded the Ukraine. Russia has expanded its nuclear program by adding to its fleet of nuclear submarines and deploying both hypersonic missiles and new intercontinental ballistic missiles, per the Dallas Express. The U.S. has been a strong supporter of the Ukraine since the start of the conflict with Russia, which has escalated tensions between Washington and Moscow. One Twitter user, Andre Damon, a writer for the World Socialist website, highlighted nuclear dangers in a tweet responding to FBI Houston. Less than six months ago, Joe Biden warned again that the threat of nuclear Armageddon posed the escalation of the U.S. conflict with Russia. Over the time, the U.S. has poured tanks, missiles, and artillery systems into the Ukraine. If the danger was real then, it's far more so now, the tweet read. Heads up, Houston. Training exercise to take place today through Friday. Please do not be alarmed, tweeted City Controller Brown. Trying to reassure everyone that everything was going to be fine. Very interesting. If I do say so myself, that there would be such a heightened we surgeons repetition reinvigoration into the world of nuclear drills for potential nuclear terror attacks on U.S. soil when Joe Biden is in office 10 years after Joe Biden was vice president also in office when there was possible terrorist drills and attacks being speculated across the airwaves, the underground conspiracy chatter, as well as the mainstream news involving Texas as the target. And now that the situation is not only rhyming, maybe fully repeating, this time more severely in desperation with the players involved. We are now at a greater danger for this to occur than ever before. Not that it is going to 100%, but we are in greater danger than ever before with all of the pieces of the puzzle lining up as they did in 2011 with as much 
plausibility and logic behind it as it was back then. Simply, the time is becoming right to enact this 50-year-old plan for Middle Eastern terrorism in the United States regarding giant public events to create the support for Zionists' invasion of the Middle East and war against Islam and a holy crusade between the West and the East. As I said before, this was presented in 2011 in a ebook, a free ebook at the time, which is no longer available online, at least to my searching. I may have missed it, although I tried very hard to find the actual book and its complete text. The Nuclear Bible, a false flag nuclear terror conspiracy by David Chase Taylor, was published in 2011, January 28th. Using the Wayback Machine and the Internet Archive, I got the blog. And the blog says, based on the political fallout and subsequent blowback, it has now been confirmed that the book was successful in subverting a nuclear terror attack by the Obama administration at the Super Bowl XLV in Dallas, Texas on February 6, 2011. The Nuclear Bible is composed of over 1,000 news articles, which ultimately connect the dots of an upcoming false flag nuclear terror attack. Due to the 30 to 60 second nature of a nuclear explosion, it is highly likely that the Super Bowl, World Cup, NBA Finals, World Series, or Olympics will be targeted with millions watching on live TV. Unfortunately, Pakistan has been set up over the last 30 years as the scapegoat of all terror and nuclear proliferation. Revolutions in the Middle East and are now likely to domino all the way to Pakistan where alleged terrorists will gain access to Pakistan's nuclear arsenal. Right, so that's basically the summary of the nuclear bible, the nuclear a false flag nuclear terror conspiracy. Now, I think the modernized version is that Pakistan is incorrect. It is now Palestine. It was always Palestine. Pakistan and Palestine are off only by one letter. By the way, Pakistan, Palestine. But Palestine, since Black September and the kidnapping of the Israeli Olympic weightlifting team over 50 years ago, as well as in the creation of little-known media such as Black Sunday, also from 1977 is indicative of the fact that Palestine had the Zionist approval to be the source of terrorism, especially for this pro-Zionist false flag terror attack. So it's not Pakistan, as we read these notes, but Palestine. And we'll also try to edit and, and re renew this as we read it, but I also want to keep it as it is so that you know that in 2011, over 10 years ago, 2011, over 10 years ago, that this was written and published online and helped avert a false flag nuclear attack against the pl 
planning of these deep state shadowy intelligence organizations against the Zionist occupied government and against the evil double agents like Alex Jones or fucking Barack Obama, etc. And 2011 Super Bowl was different in every regard to the 44 Super Bowls prior to the Super Bowl XLV. And nothing remotely similar had ever occurred before, at, or after the game. There were terror warnings, terror alerts, nuclear terror alerts, travel warnings, mass casualty and terror drills, 400 abandoned seats at the game, suspicious alibis, mass cancellations, suspicious thefts, etc., all surrounding the Dallas Super Bowl. One, the Super Bowl, uh, this is 15 reasons why the nuclear Bible was right. One, the Super Bowl XLV terror memo. Nuclearbible.com. On July 11, 2011, only 26 days prior to the Super Bowl, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, the FBI, Dallas Police Department, and the Arlington Police Department, the United States Northern Command, the National Counterterrorism Center, and the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency released the following memo entitled Super Bowl XLV Joint Special Events Threat Assessment. Abstract. No credible terrorist threats to the Super Bowl XLV. Lone offenders pose a threat to any large event like the Super Bowl. One or more improvised explosive devices, VBIDs, are near the stadium would be preferred method of attack by terrorists. Terrorists or criminals might try to gain access to restricted areas by impersonating government or military officials or emergency personnel. Recent events served to highlight Potential risk posed to Super Bowl XLV by individuals breaching security using false media credentials. This is by the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security. Super Bowl XLV was the only the second time in history that a joint special event threat assessment was issued for an NFL championship game. The other being issued in 2009. Despite the 44 previous Super Bowls occurring with no hints of terror, especially after 2011 or 2001, Super Bowl 45 required a nine-page terror memo in 2011. Remember, 2011 being 10 years after 2001. The Bipolar Homeland Security Terror Warnings. No specific terror threat to the Super Bowl, quote-unquote. On February 2nd, 2011, just four days prior to the Super Bowl, U.S. government officials emphatically state that there is no specific threat to Super Bowl during memo. Press release states that U.S. officials say that there is no specific threat to Sunday's Super Bowl. This is from the Department of Homeland Security. Feds warn of disguised terrorists at Super Bowl. The next day, on February 3, 2011, an article is published saying Feds warn of disguised terrorists at Super Bowl. Just three days prior to the Super Bowl, the Feds reversed their previous statement of there being no threat to one of a threat and disguised terrorists at that. Quote, intelligence officials warn that terrorists might also try to get inside the event by impersonating government or military officials or emergency personnel. Detecting and detaining such individuals would pose a key security challenge prior to and during the Super Bowl. This was published on CBS News in 2011. 
the NFL thefts. The NFL thefts, number three. The exact same scenario depicted the Super Bowl XLV Joint Special Event Threat Assessment, which states that recent events served to highlight potential risk posed to Super Bowl XLV by individuals breaching security using false media credentials occurred in the weeks leading up to Super Bowl XLV. NFL security and credentials were stolen. On January 14, 2011, just three weeks prior to the Super Bowl XLV, the following incident took place in Arlington, Texas. Quote, a laptop containing NFL and Super Bowl XLV credential information was stolen earlier this week in Arlington. Several thumb drives and security credential artwork were also taken. This was published by Fox News in 2011. NFL laptops with encryption software were stolen. On January 30th, 2011, just one week prior to the Super Bowl XLV, the following incident took place in Dallas, Texas. Two more National Football League NFL employees' laptops have been stolen at the Dallas Convention Center on Sunday. The stolen laptops belong to a private investigator and a security consultant based in California. These laptops not only stored sensitive information, but also not protected with encryption software. Number four, the Al-Qaeda nuke. On February 1st, 2011, just five days prior to Super Bowl XLV, media around the world was buzzing about the fact that Al-Qaeda now had a nuclear bomb. Interestingly, the entire narrative of Al-Qaeda and their nuclear bomb has all but disappeared from the media post-Super Bowl XLV. As proof, these are the dates of articles and the article's titles. February 1st, 2011. Al-Qaeda on brink of using nuclear bomb by ABC News 2011. February 1st, 2011. WikiLeaks. Al-Qaeda on brink of using nuclear bomb. February 1st, 2011. World on brink of nuclear 9-11 as Al-Qaeda plans large dirty bomb. February 2nd, 2011. WikiLeaks documents show at Al-Qaeda has nuclear bomb. February 2nd, 2011. Al-Qaeda nuclear bomb underscores importance of success in Afghanistan. Number five, the worldwide terror alerts. On January 31st, 2011, just six days prior to the Super Bowl, a terror alert entitled Worldwide Caution was issued by the U.S. State Department. The Department of State remains concerned about the continued threat of terrorist attacks, demonstrations, and other violent actions against the U.S., Demonstrations and rioting can occur with little or no warning. Current information suggests that Al-Qaeda and affiliated organizations continue to plan terrorist attacks against the U.S. interests. These attacks may employ a wide variety of taxes, including suicide operations, targeted assassinations, kidnappings, hijackings, and bombings. Extremists may elect to use conventional or non-conventional weapons and target both official and private interests. Examples of such targets include high-profile sporting events. And this is from the U.S. State Department in 2011. Threat of terrorist attacks. On February 1, 2011, just five days prior to the Super Bowl, a terror alert is issued by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security warning of its regards to Pakistan, quote, threat of terrorist attacks, demonstrations, and other violent actions against U.S. citizens imminent. This is from the DHS 2011. February 1st, 2011, just five days prior to the Super Bowl, the voice of Russia ran with headline, quote, UK and U.S. warned about nuclear threat, which again specifically mentions Pakistan. Qu- 
quote, the growing threat of uncontrollable development of nuclear weapons in Iran and Pakistan. The most recent American intelligence reports conclude that Pakistan had seriously expanded its nuclear arsenal since beginning of Barack Obama's presidency. Number six, the nuclear terrorism detection plan. On December 20, 2010, roughly six weeks prior to Super Bowl XLV, U.S. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Janet Napolitano submitted a nuclear detection plan to the U.S. Congress. As a roadmap, it outlined the roles of a number of federal branches in preventing terrorism from detonating a nuclear or radiological device inside the United States. Participating entities include the Defense, Energy, Justice, and State Departments the U.S. National Intelligence Director, and the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. The detection office was established by Presidential Directive in 2005 to coordinate federal efforts to protect the United States against nuclear terrorism. It was also designed to be the lead agency in domestic nuclear detection. 7. Nuclear Test Devices Not Properly Tested on January 14, 2011, just three weeks prior to Super Bowl XLV, the National Academy of Sciences released the following reports. Homeland Security officials responsible for defending against radiological and nuclear terror attacks did not properly test high-tech radiation detectors for use at a nation port of entry. The Domestic Nuclear Detection Office, or DNDO, DNDO at the Department of Homeland Security conducted poorly designed performance tests that undermined officials' ability to draw reliable conclusions. DNDO officials also presented the test results in ways that are incorrect and potentially misleading. The Nuclear Terror Rehearsal Meeting, number 8. Number 8, the Nuclear Terror Rehearsal Meeting. On January 31, 2011, the six days prior to Super Bowl XLV, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton called a historic meeting that lasted for five full days from January 31, 2011 until February 4, 2011. Ambassadors from almost all 260 U.S. embassies, consultants, and other posts in more than 180 countries are expected to convene at the State Department for what's being billed as the first meeting of its kind. One of the officials questioned why every ambassador in the world was required to come back to the States for a group of lectures when this could have been done virtually. This is from Politico 2011. On July 1st, 2011, just 10 weeks prior to 9 or 2001, sorry, just 10 weeks prior to 9/11, a anti-terrorism workshop was held in Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. More than 200 people from various strategic organizations were taking part in an eight-day anti-terrorist workshop in the capital. The workshop, which got underway yesterday, is designed to train people in how to recognize and deal with a terrorist attack using nuclear, chemical, or biological weaponry. It is the first time training of this kind. The workshop has been organized by the General Directorate of Abu Dhabi Police in cooperation with the United States Department of the State Anti-Terrorism Assistance Program. This is from the Gulf News, an article published in 2001. 9. Mass Casualties and Terror Drills 
On July 27th and 31, 2009, just 20 months prior to the Super Bowl, XLV NLE 9 took place in FEMA Region 5, or 6, sorry, FEMA Region 6, which includes the states of Arkansas, Louisiana, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Texas. So let me read that again. On July 27th, 31st, uh, July 27th to the 31st, 2009, just 20 months prior to 2011 Super Bowl, NLE 9 took place in FEMA Region 6, including the states of Arkansas, Louisiana, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Texas. NLE 9 will be the first major exercise conducted by the United States that will focus exclusively on terrorism prevention and protection. NLE 9 is a White House-directed, congressionally mandated exercise that includes the participation of all appropriate federal department and agency senior officials, their deputy staff, and key operational elements. NLE 9 was focused on intelligence and information sharings among intelligence and law enforcement communities between international, federal, regional, state, tribal, local, and private sector participants. The NLE 9 scenario will begin in an aftermath of a national terrorist event. FEMA 2009 article. Arlington, Texas in 2010, just eight months prior to 2011, had a rare hurricane drill. The following hurricane drill occurred in Arlington, Texas. The Texas Department of Public Safety and numerous other agencies in the Dallas-Fort Worth area participated in a live-action hurricane drill June 9th through June 11th. The exercise intended to test emergency mobilization, response, and preparedness in the event of a real natural disaster. This is according to NBC in 2010. Dallas and Arlington are hundreds of miles away from the coast. Beaumont, Texas Disaster Drill On June 10, 2010, just eight months prior to Super Bowl XLV, the following drill took place in Beaumont, Texas, 300 miles south of Dallas, Texas. Hundreds of people from several agencies throughout the state of Texas converged on on Ford Park to perform a four-hour rapid response task force operations drill. A massive convoy of state and military vehicles, communications equipment, and emergency management personnel arrived to prepare for the drill. The Rapid Response Task Force is the mobilization of many state agencies in the event of a disaster. A task force was created for the rapid deployment of state resources and manpower to an area immediately following a disaster. This is from The Examiner, 2010. In Tyler, Texas, there was a radioactive drill in June 10, 2010, just eight months prior to the Super Bowl. Smith County Emergency Management geared up for a full-scale disaster Wednesday in Lindale. The emergency drill involved a half-full school bus, a car, and an 18-wheeler carrying radioactive material. We set up a unified command, said Taylor, Tyler Fire Department Captain Jeff Aiken. We worked together on this drill. We've taken care of the problems as a collective team, and that's what it's all about. To give an idea of the importance of a radioactive waste drill, officials say more than 1,100 shipments of radioactive waste have been shipped through East Texas since 1999. That's right. 1,100 shipments of radioactive waste have been shipped through East Texas since 1999. Operation Lone Star. 
2010, August 6th, exactly six months prior to the Super Bowl, the following mass casualty drill entitled Operation Lone Star is conducted about 400 miles south of Texas. Uh, south of Dallas, Texas, sorry. What we do and we're training for is a mass casualty, said Texas State Guard Captain James R. Owens. This year, these state assets use the annual humanitarian event Operation Lone Star to conduct a complete exercise simulating a mass casualty incident. At one level, we provide free care, said Dr. Brian R. Smith. At the same time, it provides a preparedness exercise for those of us in public health and the Texas military forces to work together and to practice together in a major event. Spanning six counties in Texas, Operation Lone Star functions as an ideal execution of a real-time public health crisis, uniting desperate agencies for a common and worthy goal. Number 10. The 400 empty seats at the Super Bowl. For the first time in modern history, there was empty seats at the normally sold-out Super Bowl. Despite being the hottest ticket in town, literally the most expensive ticket of the year, 400 fans who purchased were allegedly barred from entering the game based on the following reason by the NFL. There was incomplete installation of temporary seating in a limited number of sections, making the seating unsafe and unusable. This is from ESPN in 2011. Eleven, the Super Bowl alibis. During the Super Bowl on February 6, 2011, Obama held a party meeting in Washington, D.C., where he met with almost his entire presidential cabinet, just as he did during the 2009 and 2010 Super Bowl. The guest list for President Barack Obama's White House Super Bowl party includes entertainers Jennifer Lopez and Mark Antony. The White House spokesman said that about 100 people have been invited, including White House staff, family, and friends, such as Attorney General Eric Holder, Transportation Secretary Ray LaHood, Homeland Secretary, Secret uh, Security Secretary Janet Napolitano, and Senators Pat Toomey and Robert Casey Jr. of Pennsylvania, and Congressman Ryan Rebel of Wisconsin. Governor of Texas Rick Perry. During the Super Bowl on February 6, 2011, Perry was in California celebrating what would have been Ronald Reagan's 100th birthday. 
During the game, Bush could be seen reading what appeared to be a Kindle or a tablet every time he camera panned his way. Whether Bush was reading the nuclear Bible is still a mystery, but it is a real possibility since it's a free ebook. Why the ex-Texas governor changed his plans three times in a matter of a week is up for debate. But seemingly, he wanted to be somewhere else, despite his obligation to be there. Coincidentally, on 9-11, former U.S. President Bill Clinton was in Australia, and former U.S. Vice President Al Gore was in Austria. Number 12, the Department of Homeland Security and the NFL Partnership. On February 4, 2011, just two days prior to Super Bowl XLV, the Secretary of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security stated that Fans have shared responsibilities for security at games. We are partnering this year with the NFL on If You See Something, Say Something campaign and launching the NFL partnership right here at the Super Bowl. If a fan at the Super Bowl or any other American or any other place says something or sees something that is potentially dangerous, then say something about it to your local enforcement or someone in authority. Number 13, 2010 Nuclear Summit. Roughly 14 months prior to the Super Bowl, Barack Obama spoke at the Nuclear Security Summit in Washington, D.C. and stated the following. The single biggest threat to the U.S. security, both short-term, medium-term, and long-term, would be the possibility of a terrorist organization obtaining a nuclear weapon. We know that organizations like Al-Qaeda are in the process of trying to secure nuclear weapons or other weapons of mass destruction and would have no compunction on using them. This was published on the USA Today in 2011. And number 14 out of the 15, the NFL security chief resigned just nine weeks after the Super Bowl debacle in Dallas, Texas. On February 6, 2011, the head of NFL security, Milt Alaric, retired after 16 years on the job. Number 15, the suspicious cancellations. On the days leading up to as well as the day of Super Bowl XLV, multiple cancellations occurred with a lot with not a lot of explanation. In many cases, celebrities and players actually left town prior to the Super Bowl. During the exact same time as the cancellations, the nuclear Bible was a viral internet sensation that may have had a role in mass exodus out of Dallas, Texas. There are 12 notable event cancellations that occurred in Dallas after the publication of the Nuclear Bible ebook. One, the Super Bowl concert was canceled. Two, Warren Sapp. Super Legends Super Bowl Bash was canceled. The big anti-Super Bowl party charity event with Patrick Creighton, set to be televised, was canceled. The Michael Vick Super Bowl party was canceled. 
the Everson Griffin Super Bowl party was canceled. Arlington Community Super Bowl watch party was canceled. The Prince concert in Dallas was canceled. The Erica Badu concert in Dallas was canceled that weekend. Snoop Dogg's concert in Dallas was canceled that weekend. Michael Sorrentino, a.k.a. The Situation, was set to film a reality TV show, which was canceled. Adrian Peterson, All in Celebrity Poker Tournament in Dallas, Texas, was canceled. And George Bush's trip to speak in Switzerland was canceled. And these are just 15 things. And so, the conclusion is that the U.S. government knew that they wanted to blame a terrorist organization, Al-Qaeda, and published the articles to prime the public, including WikiLeaks disclosure, which was intentional by intelligence communities to, to create the paranoia to push in 2010s with the release of top-secret information that just reinforced the West's talking points of arming themselves in a police state because the terrorists were going to go nuclear and going to get weapons of mass destruction, etc., based on um, these top-secret classified memos and shit between Mossad and the United States or SAS and stuff like that. So they wanted to blame Al-Qaeda. I argue that now they want to blame Palestine. And now they want to blame Muslim extremists in Hezbollah and Iran rather than Al-Qaeda, Pakistan, or Osama bin Laden, right? Um, the what, too. The what, they want a nuclear 9-11. I completely agree there. I believe that's going to be the what still, but I believe the who is different. Who is now Palestine or Iran? Uh, what, a nuclear 9-11? When? On the brink, meaning the verge of, meaning that it's it's uh, around the corner when the stars align themselves, whatever event, it literally, it has to be the right fermentation for it. It has to be a public sporting event, which is the weir. The wind is on the brink, meaning the verge is right around the corner. It's not yet, but soon, as soon as they get all the pieces and puzzles and people trained and the positions of authority that they need to implement this police state effectively and not have it fall apart like a house of cards and have it actually smack it themselves back in the fucking face with this shit sandwich they want to feed America. Because if they do it wrong, they will see an authentic civil war, or an authentic balkanization, or an authentic doomsday event where the United States government will not survive their own population re revolting and rebelling against them and recreating society in a better, more modern way um, after such a 9-11 event. They want to control the minds, so they have to create the minds to control. That's going to take time. But through desperation, it's ever more likely to occur now by a thousand times percentage than it was in 2011, where the situation was not ideal, despite the fact that there was so much overwhelming evidence for this PSYOP to operate itself, which I have said is right. It's just 
Um, now it's even more likely. It wasn't perfect back then. They got called out on it, and they, they backed off. Rather than wasting the, the exercise itself and having the suspicions against them be validated, now we have Biden, now in position of commander-in-chief, quote-unquote, able to execute this Department of Homeland Security operation already without anything left to lose and already the most unpopular president ever who had lost Afghanistan, who lost the global war on terror, who lost against Russia, um, having a nuclear bomb go off in Texas that does not support him but does support Israel and would assume a war footing, maybe even reversing and going full patriotic regardless of who the president is as long as he's the American president. Uh, that Texas is going to support him as the backbone is the beating heart of this new conservative, jingoistic, crypto-fascist America as we go full crusader into attacking radical Islamists in the Middle East, etc. Uh, because of this nuclear attack and this, this full-blown terrorism threat that we're seeing uh, play out. That bullshit, yeah, that's, that's 1,000 times more likely to occur in 2024 later in 2023, 2024, in the 2020s than it ever was in 2011 or 2010s. But it was very likely to occur back then. It just is never the time was right. Now they're desperate. The time is getting better because they have less to lose and their backs against the wall. And the desperate animal is going to do something to hurt as many people as possible to try to burn the world before they're finally exterminated. And I mean the nation of Israel. I mean the Zionist-occupied government of America. So we're a high-profile sporting event that's televised nationally like the Super Bowl. And how, by stealing security credentials, are operating in disguise to attack the Super Bowl from within. And I'll leave you with these last words. If we can openly expose the Super Bowl conspiracy like the 9-11 truth, it will open millions of minds to state-sponsored terrorism and current state-of-government operations. Please forward the information containing within the nuclear Bible to mainstream and alternative news outlets where you can. If Obama would nuke the Super Bowl, there is no limit to the evil that this man and his administration is capable of. Namaste. So I will repeat that with a modern edit for this episode. If we can openly expose the threat of false flag nuclear attacks in Texas, like 9-11 truth, it will open millions of minds to the state of Texas and the Zionist-occupied government sponsorship of terrorism and the current state of the Mossad threat to the world and its desperation... To get the United States to attack and nuke their threat to exist, their existential threat and rival, the Islamic Middle East, specifically Iran. So please forward this episode and share it amongst the truther circles that you belong to, whether they are political or apolitical, uh, fringe or actual conservative like skeptics or whatever let them hear this message especially if they're Texan especially if they're truther especially if they're um, into this as well as you know aware of it you know maybe they're not fully fully on board with it but seeing how history repeats itself seeing how history rhymes itself and seeing the new situation 
If they don't know about this already, let them know about it. If they know about this, remind them. And if they know more than you do, ask them to teach you what they know. Because this is vitally, vitally important. And even something that happened in 2011 is quickly becoming censored and buried by the big tech censorship cartels of Alphabet and Google and bullshit like that. They control the horizontal and vertical, but we live in the outer limits. So thank you all very much. God bless you and your families. Be safe. Hopefully God protects Texas as well as each and every one of you. From these fucking madmen, these villains, these supervillains that are going to nuke innocent people in the name to start an unholy war using Texas as the crusading army of a Zionist-occupied government. A police state. A Zionist-occupied police state. A Zops. Thank you all very much. God bless you and your families. Peace out.